Welcome to Kicking It With The K-Train, talking with people who help me keep an eye on my vision. Hey everyone, my name is Kyle Kuhn. I'm a totally blind US Paralympian author and speaker. Um, I've been pretty fortunate to live a full and adventurous life. Um, you could say that I have been pretty successful, um, but I definitely could not have done it without the help of some really incredible people. Um, so on this podcast, I'm going to introduce you to many of the people who have helped shape me into the person that I am today. Um, and you know, these are the people um, that really help me keep an eye on my vision. And maybe through hearing their stories, uh, they can help you as well. So let's get started. Huge shout out to my personal partners who help support my adventure athlete career. Um, massive, massive thanks to Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a burger better than a Bubba. Um, straight from the freezer to either the grill or the stovetop, you guys. Um, I've been eating Bubba's for over 20 years. I mean, that's the majority of my life. And hands down, this is the best burger out there. So go check out BubbaFoods.com and uh, check out the store locator to see where you can get your favorite variety of Bubba today. Thanks so much to Infinite Performance Nutrition. Um, take your nutrition personally. Hydration and protein, um, custom tailored for your unique recovery, uh, tastes, sweat rate, um, you know, your training, your goals, you know, and, and your lifestyle. Um, you guys, I, I've been using Infinite since uh, before the Paralympics in 2021, and right now I can't imagine using uh, anything else. Um, they keep me fueled through every workout and every race. So uh, check out infinitenutrition.us, I-N-F-I-N-I-T, nutrition.us, and uh, use the code COON15, that's C-O-O-N-1-5, for 15% off your order. Discover your adventure with Cycles Chinook. Um, you guys, Cycles Chinook delivers an exceptional experience uh, through inspired design, personalized approach, and a shared love of riding bikes. Um, you know, guys, I, I can personally attest to this. I, I have been riding a custom built um, Chinook time trial tandem since 2019, and their passion really is um, encouraging exploration and delivering adventure. Um, so you know, check out cycleschinook.com. That's cycles, C-H-I-N-O-O-K.com. And um, you know, go let them help you um, find your adventure. And uh, let them know that uh, Kyle Kuhn sent you.
All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It with the K Train, where I chat uh, with people who help me keep an eye on my vision. Um, don't really know how this guy wormed his way into, uh, you know, me keeping an eye on my vision, but uh, but man, I, I'm I'm actually really excited. <laughs> to uh, have this conversation. I, I don't think I've seen this guy in person um, in shoot, 10, 12, 13 years, something like that. It, it, it's been a while. No, but, it's not um, been it, that long. It, it has <laughs> been that long, my friend. Um, Boulder Triathlon, or no, Boulder Ironman. Oh, what? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Seven yeah. years ago. Well, go. I mean, it, but, but, but you like that, that hardly counts though. Cause like you, you were just like standing on the sidelines screaming at me and like, you didn't was, wait around yeah. for me to finish. So yeah. <laughs> hung out with your family but more than I did you. <laughs> you did. He did. Uh, but any, yeah. anywho, if, uh, if you guys have read the, uh, if you guys have read my book, uh, discovering a life without limits, you, you will know this guy's name, uh, right off the bat. Um, it is my, my good buddy. I, I've, uh, traveled and and climbed on three continents with um my my good buddy uh justin tex grant broski how's it going man man it's been a long time since everybody's called me tex <laughs> <laughs> well you're still living in texas right yeah that's true but uh <laughs> But that that, that that name brings uh brings back some memories i bet i don't even know how that got started man i mean like i i understand the reference obviously but yeah it's just, it's just happened one day and i was like okay whatever yeah 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 but uh but anyway into the stereotype I, I reckon so i reckon so so i like let's just go ahead and kind of tell like why don't you go ahead and tell people how how the heck did we like did we cross paths? How, how did we meet? Oh, man. Well, gather around, children, for a story around the campfire. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> now, so so you and I got hooked up through uh, Global Explorers way back in the day. Man, I think when we first met, it wasn't 2005. It was 2006, I think it was. Uh, uh, it was. It was 2005 because we went to Peru in 06, right? Yeah, but I thought we met in that uh, at the yeah, Estes Park, the Estes Park get together that before we left for that. Wait, was that no? Was that no six? Yeah, that was must that have been no five? That. I don't. I just remember it was. No, that, that must. Was yeah. yeah, no, I think it was in oh six because we went to Peru like four or five months later. That summer, um, yeah, yeah, because yeah. because we we got a, we we both got accepted into the the Global Explorers program in, in two thousand five. Yeah, so that's right. That's okay, right. Okay. So, so, sorry, sorry. Global, Go ahead. I interrupt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the Global Explorers program uh, leading the way. It was all the whole point behind it was to pair uh, blind, visually impaired, and sighted uh, students together. To man, how would you even describe that? To get us out into the outdoors, really experience the outdoors, following uh, Eric Weimeyer's lead, because this was at the time. This was only a few years after he had had done his Everest expedition. Yep. Um, so you and I met through that, uh, for my part of the, that process, I had to write essays and send them in and man, I was 11th grade at the time. Not, I don't think I was quite a senior yet. And you, man, you were a baby. You were the baby in the bunch. You were like 14. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, when we met, I was in eighth grade. I was, I was about to go into high school. <laughs> yeah, man. To, to be honest, when we got hooked up with global explorers, I, it was one of those things where I, 
I saw the acceptance letter. I was like, yeah, man, I got in, but I didn't believe it was actually going to happen because nothing, nothing to me had ever happened that big before. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was out of my league, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so when we all met together in Estes Park to get to know each other, get to know Eric, get to know his, his team, Eric, Alexander, Jeff Evans, those guys, yep. uh, you know, we, we met the rest of our team that was going on this trip to, to climb the Ancascocha Trail in Peru to end up in Machu Picchu. And so the whole point of us getting together in Estes Park was a, a training exercise and learning for, for kids our age who had never really spent a whole lot of time in the mountains. How, how do you guide a blind climber, you know, yep. through the mountains? And from my perspective, it was really odd. It was really different because uh, I think Eric Weimeyer put it the best when he said the, you have the blind people and you have the sighted people and they're in their own camps. Then you've got these weird visually impaired people that, that kind of, they don't really fit into either one. They're somewhere in mm -hmm. between. I was like, oh, that's great. That's me. I don't fit in a cookie cutter. Fantastic. You know? <laughs> and so Global Explorers, I don't know if it was just because I had a big mouth and did my own thing half the time. I mean, they they let me guide. They let me be guided. You know, yep. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time in Peru guiding you, guiding some of the other guys that were with us and, yep. and vice versa. You know, uh, it's not really a good analogy, but the blind leading the blind really applies. And at least really for our does. part, it worked pretty well. You know? I, I would, I would, I would say so. I would say so. So, so, like, go ahead, and tell, like, tell people, like, what, like, kind of, what's your, what, what is your story, like, so, so back before, you know, wow. global explorers, like, you know, so what, so, you know, like, you are, you are visually impaired. So, like, what is, you know, what yeah. is your, so, like, what's, what's kind of your story? My story is about fifth, sixth grade. I was, my parents noticed that I was starting to have some, some possible eye issues, you know, and uh, back in that time frame, the, the optometrist in the back of Sears was the, was the big thing, right? It's the nineties. <laughs> yep. Right. So we, we go there and I did my best as I, you know, always did or tried to do yep. at least. And the optometrist there kept looking at me and just asking, do you, do you want glasses? No, not particularly. I'm trying to be truthful. And, and I, I guess I made an impact because she said, okay, there is something there, but I can't tell if he's faking it or not. You know, let's, mm -hmm. let's bump him up to a higher level of care. And so from one specialist to the next, they finally nailed down after about a, a year or two of digging that, what, that I had a Stargardt's disease, okay. um, which is, man, I haven't had to explain this story in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> It's basically Clear. a form of macular degeneration in which the uh, the peripheral vision is real good and the central vision uh, deteriorates and it deteriorates mm -hmm. kind of unpredictably over time. Um, as far as genetic eye disorders go, it's not necessarily uncommon. Mm -hmm. uh, but as far as just I don't know how many people have it, you know, it's once in a blue moon kind of thing. So sure. when I, when I was going through all this actually, and, and this kind of ties back into you, the, the Mr. Olympian that you are um, <laughs> back in, oh, I want to say it was the Sydney Olympics in 2000. There was mm -hmm. a, uh, a lady running. I don't remember what she was running. Anyway, her name was Marla Runyon. Go figure. Yep. That's how I can remember it. And she yep. had Stargardt's disease. And when I was yep. going through all this process of being diagnosed and everything, our whole family watched her race on TV. My mom reached out over email and, you know, it was just, at the time, to be honest, I just wanted to be a normal kid. I still had yeah. it in my head that, uh, you know, I was going to grow up and I was going to fly F-14s for the Navy or something, you know, and <laughs> go figure Uncle Sam is not too fond of letting blind people fly his jets. <laughs> <laughs> that one didn't really work out. 
<laughs> no, no, I can't. I can't imagine it did. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of my childhood really trying to ignore the truth, mm-hmm. not necessarily deny it, because like I, I, I knew it was there, kind of in the back of my head. I, did, I knew that it was unpredictable, so it was just like you know what, I just want to want to be me. I'm going to ignore it. You know, people say, you know, oh man, you, you wouldn't know you were blind unless some, unless you told them. And I still get mm-hmm. told that now. And I'm like, okay, whatever, yep. you know, yep. but it, it's weird. And there's times, you know, where it, it really comes out and it makes me real self-conscious, even still, you know, reading sure. menus, you know, yep. when my wife and I go out to eat, it sucks, yep. but it yeah. is what it is. Yeah, for sure, man. So, so like, you know, so fast forwarding to, to Global Explorers, how, how did you yeah. hear about Global Explorers? How, and, and like, what was like, why did you decide I want to, you know, throw my name in this, uh, yeah. you know, throw my name in the hat and, you know, write these essays and, you know, apply to go yeah. be one of these, okay. these kids, you know, to, to adventure around the world crazy crazy blind kids that want to go travel yeah. around the world <laughs> yeah yeah so, so how yeah, did you hear so, about like tell us that story so after being diagnosed as legally blind with stargardt disease uh the doctors put us in touch with at the time was texas texas division for the blind services which has now been mm-hmm. i guess folded into some other government entity i'm not really sure where they are now yep. um anyway i had a, a caseworker there that 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 idea for the trip kind of came across his desk and he passed it along to me because I hadn't really gotten involved with the blind community. I hadn't really done anything. Like I said, I was kind of ignoring the problem, more or less hoping mm-hmm. it would go away. Right. You know, and, and and he sent out this this information packet to my parents. My parents looked over it and they said, well, he might actually be really interested in this. So they they told me about it. And they said, well, okay, you got to write some of these essays. And I said, okay, crap, more, more homework. Gotcha. <laughs> so to be honest, you know, I, I wrote the essays that were required and I don't, remember a thing about what i wrote in it i'm sure they were pretty bad <laughs> to be honest and so I, I i did what i was told you know my parents were like yeah write these essays okay fine i'll write the essays you know and i didn't think anything would ever come of it until i was getting ready for school one day and i was i was checking my email of all things yep. back in the old school dial-up days you know check my email before i go to go to school because <laughs> what else am I going to do? Right. I think you had it like a sure. Yahoo. I think you had a Yahoo account back then. Too. Man, I did. That was 05. Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I checked the email and there it was. And I thought, what in the world? I started freaking out because it said I'd been accepted to go to on this trip to Peru. I was like, no way. This can't be real. I told my parents and that she came, my mom came over and read it. They were, they were thrilled. I mean, it was the biggest thing I'd ever done. And I, then it really hit me like, I gotta, I gotta get a passport. I gotta go to Peru. I gotta meet people. <laughs> really? What did I do? How did I get yeah. this punishment? Yeah. This was a really good idea. What am I signing up for? <laughs> Supposed to uh, lead blind kids through the mountains. Like I can't even see what it is. <laughs> man so that, that's how it got started and then from there uh the next step was that that trip that following march i think it was for all of us yep. in the leading the way program to meet at estes park meet with eric weimeyer and and, and his guys and get to know everybody yep. and yep i i learned pretty quickly probably 10 minutes into that van ride from denver international out to estes park that this is going to be fun <laughs> <laughs> 
so so fun so funnily enough man like i so i uh so i remember I, I, someone at uh you know because you know we were all well because i was technically traveling as a minor someone had to you know scoop me up from my gate and then we went over and met you at your gate and yeah. like and you you come like waltzing off the the plane I, I don't even know what you you were probably wearing a cowboy hat and flip-flops or some some crazy stuff like that well i brought and, a guitar uh, so i did have a kenny chesney vibe going on yes you <laughs> yes you did and that was and that was the thing i was gonna say like you uh like we go down to like you're like, like i gotta go down to baggage claim and get my guitar its name is trigger <laughs> and i'm like yeah Dude's name Willie Nelson's name, guitar. Name naming <laughs> naming guitars. This guy's got some some thick Texas drawl. I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be fun. Like I I, I mean, because I didn't know what to expect either. Like, you know, like I, I mean, I knew a handful of, of blind kids, and, you know, but I, I hadn't really done anything with any anyone blind you know, for you, a long time. So you you mentioned that, and to put this out there, this is something I don't think I've even ever told told you. You guys, you, Terry. Uh, Paul, Andrew, those guys, yep. Yep. guys were the first blind people that I ever met. Wow, I I did not know yeah. that actually. Yep, I did not know that. Wow, go figure. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. So you, you, <laughs> <laughs> ruined you, yeah. ruined you for you life. Did. Yeah, tainted forever. <laughs> tainted forever. Yeah, but now yeah, I know man, what like... y'all really like. <laughs> <laughs> so. But, uh, but man, like, so I, so I, th I think I, I tell this, this story in the book, but like, like, I, I don't know what it was, but like, you know, I had this, I had this talking watch that, uh, I, I set an alarm on cause you know, I was, I was that crazy that stupid thing. <laughs> I was that crazy kid that was going to get up and i wanted to go for like a run yeah 5 a.m run dude okay <laughs> and uh and, and somehow you and somehow you got like the big old queen size bed in the middle of this this bunker that we're all that we're I all did. i don't know i don't know how you scored that but like so my, my i knew where alarm, to go <laughs> my watch alarm goes off and, and like all i hear you, all i hear is you like grumbling into the pill Man, I thought it was I thought it was in Colorado, not back on the farm. Oh yeah, it was like a crowing rooster or something, man. <laughs> sure was. Oh, I think it was so annoying. Dude, I haven't had one of those in 15 years. It's insane. But uh, but man, so like so so like talk us through like you know, you know, that 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 trip in Estes Park. Um, and then you know you know, going, going forward from, you know, between then and, and, and Peru, like talk us, talk us through like okay. your experience of, of Estes park and like kind of what, what you learned. Yeah. And, so, um, all so that. like I said, like I said earlier, the whole point of Estes park was to get everybody together that was going on this trip, the, the blind students, the visually impaired students, the, uh, and the sighted, the students acting as sighted, sighted guides and to pair us up to, you know, for everybody to get to know everybody. Cause the idea was that, you know, we would rotate through guides, you know, who's guiding, who would, would change periodically, you know, depending on, on who needs breaks and, and whatnot. And then mm -hmm. to really try out some of the, uh, the tools and systems that uh, <clears throat> Big E had devised, you know, from his days doing it, you know, with, with bells on the end of the trekking pole so that we could follow the sound, you know, as best yep. we could. And then uh, learning how to accurately describe obstacles 
that are coming up on our paths, you know, so that we don't, as, as Brad named them like shin busters and all that, yep. you know, so we don't whack <laughs> ourselves on rocks and when to step up, when to step down, that kind of thing. And it, it was really our first attempt to, to make sure we could make it through some relatively mild terrain without killing each other. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's probably the best way to, best way to put that. And to their, you know, I don't know. They did, they did good. Nobody died. <laughs> no, no, nobody died. Nobody died. Nobody in died. Park well, except and... for that one kid that we left behind. But, uh... <laughs> well, you know, well, we don't talk about him. <laughs> Oops. We oh, talked about him. his name. <laughs> uh, the no name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was the whole point behind Estes Park. And then we focused a lot on, on team building because uh, obviously we were going to go through some some pretty major stuff in the coming months. You wanted to be able to know that we could we could trust the people that were guiding us. We wanted to know that we could trust the people that were following behind us. If we were to slip and fall, somebody would catch us, you yeah. know, and it, it worked really well. I think uh, yeah. we got to hear Eric Weimeyer's story. Uh, Eric Alexander, I believe, was there. I'm not sure yep. if Jeff was there or not. Um, it, it was really inspiring to hear their stories and to know that, that we were kind of the next generation behind him to follow in his footsteps and, and really and, and really take it further. Well, I don't want to say take it further, but follow his lead. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Leading yeah. the way is the name of the yeah. trip, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, like, let's fast forward to to Peru. What do you, like? Okay. What do you What do you remember? What are like What are some of your favorite memories and experiences oh gosh, that like man. that we that that we went through together in uh, in Peru? I remember a lot, and all of it's incriminating. <laughs> lay it out. Lay it out there, bro. Lay it out there. <laughs> You know, from from my perspective, Peru was really a a trip that opened my eyes, for lack of a better pun, <laughs> to to really show me that <clears throat> that even though I had been trying to ignore what I was dealing with with my visual impairment, um, it wasn't necessarily the bad thing that I had made it out to be. Mm-hmm. I I was able to learn that I could turn this around and and make it an asset and make it something worthwhile make mm-hmm. good come of it um honestly the, the biggest thing that stuck out to me the most in peru and you were there obviously you'll remember this after all was done the trail was over with and we we rode back up to machu picchu after we had finished all of it right we, we had our tour day you know where we were actually yep. going to be tourists for a change yep. instead of just hiking sweaty through the hills yep we had barely made it past the front gate and this mom and her her son came running up to us and she was overjoyed to see us and obviously speaking english from america <laughs> and her she had found out about our trip i'm not even sure how but her son was in the same predicament he he was losing his vision or he might have been all the way blind by that point and yeah. she and her family followed us down to peru she wanted to meet Eric Weimer. She, she wanted her son to meet us. And what, what I remember the most about that is all of us just kind of circling up around this kid on this really steep ledge that could have been very <laughs> bad for all of us. Yeah, and that, just, was kind of, and that was kind of sketchy. <laughs> I, I know. And then we, we were just, you know, we circled up around this kid and we're like, hey, man, what's up? We're so glad you're here. Let me show you some tricks while you're out here. You know, and, and we showed him the trek and pole trick and and the the bells for guiding. And yep. it, it was the coolest thing. We weren't even back home yet from that trip. And we were already making a difference in people's lives. You yep. know, 
And then five seconds later, like three llamas just barreled right through us. And that kind of killed the mood. But you know. <laughs> that sounds about right. It is what it is. Yep, Giant yep, yep. furry cows. <laughs> uh, I think I remember one of them, like, you know, taking a whiz, like as, uh, you know, I think, I think, I think it was Brad that was, you know, leading me down those, uh, those like floating steps or whatever between the terraces and, and one of them, like we're walking, we're walking like right by oh, the yeah. llama and it's, it's just whizzing yep. right there by us. I mean, it's a yep. freaking creature, freaking furry cattle. <laughs> I, bet, I bet Brad had some choice words for that. Uh, one, one or two. <laughs> one or, one two, or two. Yeah. Uh, so like, <laughs> oh man oh, golly so so many so many memories from from that trip yeah. but i mean that, obviously that... there there's obviously the really good parts you know us as a team and and bonding together and and learning how to yeah. work together and guide together but for me the, the the point from peru that really stuck out the most was being able to inspire others around us before we'd even come back from the trip yep. you know it, it was cool to make a difference in that kid's life yeah i don't uh, even know was... his name Oh, shoot i can't even remember i can't even remember his name but yeah but nah he was i, I just remember him being like a smart smart kid because I, th- I think it was um uh, i think he uh I, I think it was andrew that was talking to him and, and he's like oh like, yeah you know, and he, he was he was like uh yeah man my name's andrew johnson and the kid's like oh like the president <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> we're like <laughs> Half of us didn't even know who the 17th president of the United States was. This kid's like nine years old, like yeah. <laughs> ripping it off. Like just no, that, smart, that was smart a fun, as a whip. That was that a was fun, a fun thing. The back and forth between me and Andrew. That was all. That was good. Oh, man. The dude was... was from Connecticut. And so you got the got the Yankee from Connecticut and the Texas yep. boy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, we, we were good friends. He's a great guy. I love him to death. We definitely played into the stereotype just for fun. Oh, for sure, man. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, but so like, I mean, we, we could, we could reminisce and talk about, about yeah. Peru all, all day, all night. We have before. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, we could talk about how, like, you know, you nearly, you know, you nearly uh, murdered some cattle, uh, you know, I was hungry, man. Let it go. Yeah. (laughs) And like, we could talk about how you were, you were going stir crazy and you were mooing at them and, you know, all, all that. But, but we'll we'll go ahead and move. (laughs) I got to make a move. You want to do it there? Yep. I see. I I see it. I see it, man. (laughs) I smell what you're stepping in. (laughs) But, uh, but Peru was not the only, uh, not the only cool adventure that, that, that we had uh so why don't you why don't you yep. walk walk the uh the good old k-train fans through um through kind of the next the next couple of phases of, of what we did together so i assume you're talking about kilimanjaro right after Peru. Uh, uh, maybe <laughs> the next chapter in the book right yeah. something like that yeah something like hey that. speaking of the book shameless plug right here guys if you haven't <laughs> checked it out yet discovering a life without limits by kyle coon pick it up it's a good read. <laughs> yes, I am the comic relief in that book. <laughs> there, there's, there's, there's a bit of comic relief in that book. I know, right? Me, so going from Peru to Kilimanjaro, uh, that was a funny story in and of itself. We we were coming down from the from the end of the trail, uh, from the Anchorage Trail in Peru, and we boarded this train in the middle of nowhere. Like, I don't even there's railroad tracks out here in the middle of the mountains. Okay, that's cool. We're going to get on the train that comes by 
Yep. This is typically how horror movies start, you know, but whatever. Yeah. So, so we get on the train and, you know, we kind of have that realization that the trip is coming to a close and uh, in a few days we'll all be back home and that'll be that. And quite a few of us were very unsatisfied with that thought. We wanted this to continue on. We had such a great team and we weren't allowed, we weren't about to let it end here, you know? Yep. And so we started talking about, well, if, if we were going to do something beyond this, what would it be? You know, and uh, I, I've always been kind of a, a nut for Alaska. My parent or my dad grew up in Alaska. My parents mm -hmm. lived there for a while. And so I was always, let's go do Denali, man, Mount McKinley, these dumb kids thinking that they can do cool stuff like that at the time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we so we were, we were passing it around and we were like, you, you, Eric did all these seven summits. Like, it'd be so cool to, to do something like that. And I don't even remember who floated the idea. I think it might have been you. And you, <laughs> you just suggested, what if, what if we did Kilimanjaro? You know, and I was like, that sounds cool. I think it's in Africa. <laughs> you know? You think, huh? I think, and I'm not sure how to get to Africa, you know, but we might have to take a boat. I don't know. There might be a boat involved in that. And maybe, you know, we might have to walk the rest of the way or something, you know, and we, we just kept going back and forth until finally somebody suckered Eric Alexander into this conversation, this poor guy. <laughs> And so we kept begging him and begging him saying, Hey, can we, can we go to Kilimanjaro after this? Would, would you be our guide? And he reluctantly said, yes. Cause I mean, we're the cute kids that we are was uh, yeah. teenagers coming out of yep. the mountains. None of us had showered in a week. Of course, you're going to say what you're going to tell us what we want to hear. So we'll shut up. You know? Exactly. Little did he know that we were going to hold his feet to the fire on that one. We did indeed. So somehow, <laughs> we did indeed. Somehow, after all that, we were able to keep the team, the, the group together, the leading the way. And the following year, 2007, Global Explorers put together another leading the way expedition. And we all went to Kilimanjaro. Well, not not all of us. Most of us did. Some of us couldn't make it because of yep. scheduling conflicts. But uh, yep. we did. Uh, and I think there was a. Isn't this where Global Explorers really kind of kept the leading the way? group going like not not just our group but expanding the program itself i i yep. thought they had done several other leading the way expeditions yep. since we were just the first we were the guinea pig <laughs> yeah yeah we were we were kind of we were kind of the we were kind of the test <clears throat> test piece and yeah the test case and, and uh and so so they decided to go back so they decided to go back to peru the yeah. um I think in, they did in one in mexico and i thought they did one in the grand canyon yep. doing the whitewater yep. rafting yeah. Yep. Yep. So they, so they went on to, to do all these, all these, you know, cool things. So they, they, you know, they, they've been back to Peru. They've, they've been to Mexico. They've been to, they've done the grand Canyon. And, and then eventually what they, what happened was they merged with, uh, with no barriers. And, and, and now, you know, they're running, they're running all these programs just all over the, the U S and all over the world. Yeah, um, that's so so cool. it, it's, it's, it's pretty cool, you know, seeing what, what we, what we kind of, what we kind of started. Um, yeah. Well, and well, see I mean, what's, what's well, grown from that. Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty darn cool, um, yeah. but but yeah, t tell us like from your perspective, like <laughs> talk us through uh, talk us through Kilimanjaro, man, like because that was a uh, that was a pretty cool experience. <laughs> man, there there's so many highlights from that trip. That trip was was amazing. Uh, yeah, life life changing. Not to suggest that Peru wasn't, but mm -mm. 
we we really did hold true to that idea we wanted to take our, our group and, and go even further and and grow more from that experience and we definitely accomplished that with the kilimanjaro experience mm-hmm. uh before we went uh, so we we flew into uh arusha right mm-hmm. yep. and then we we had to bus over to uh moshi oh, moshi that was the name of the town i couldn't remember Yep. You know, and and we did some some local stuff there where we were, you know, getting out into the town and, and meeting people and, and hooking up with one of the local schools and, and learning about, you know, the the Tanzanian culture and everything. Mm-hmm. And that that was really cool, uh, getting to meet the people there and and interact with them. And they were some some of the most amazing people I've ever met. <laughs> they were pretty they were pretty cool. They were. They they had they had quite the sense of humor too. Uh they did they uh so like uh dude like uh, well like the first day we like we met up with this this school and uh they, they like bring us into this uh i mean you, you tell you tell the story pretty pretty well but like they bring us into this 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 classroom and they're they're they are hell-bent on teaching us swahili <laughs> oh my so gosh. i'll let you pick it up from there <laughs> well I, i'm not quite sure where you're going with this but yeah i it was an interesting experience. Let me just put it to you this way. This is probably the best way to, to explain it. Being immersed in their culture and, and learning what different words were for things in Swahili, mm-hmm. I was amazed at how much Swahili I actually knew thanks to the movie The Lion King. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. I was practically fluent. And wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't you know it, Hakuna Matata is a legit thing over there. Blew Hakuna me Matata. away. Yep. Blew me yeah, away. We, we 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 used that a whole heck of a lot, man. We did. We used that a whole heck of a lot. Akuna Matata. You know, Matata of a blind man over here when, when we came back from Kilimanjaro. I I did exactly what I said I was gonna do. I laid down in my bed for like three days straight because I was exhausted and I just put the Lion King on repeat. <laughs> I was like, man, it's so much better watching this as like a 19 year old kid. Like, oh, it's awesome. It's great. Yep. Oh, it's <laughs> phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, like, oh, dude, like, dude, we, we just like, but like, you know, even though we like, we all knew like these random Swahili words and, and phrases, like, man, they, they were merciless on us if we, if we messed up, if we messed something up, like, um, Oh man, like yeah, I I think it was uh, I think it was you that you know you're you're trying like the oh the, yeah the, the head teacher is like you know yep. forces you to like stand up and, and talk in front. Of the I don't even know what I did wrong, man. I'm sitting there trying to I'm doing what you tell me to do. I can't understand what I'm doing wrong until Brad had to pipe up and say text don't know much, and they all just they pointed me out as the village idiot, and I had to sit back down. Go figure. Oh my gosh. But man, we spent a few days with them. And then, uh, man, I, I tell you I, what, remember- if you want to continue the confessions of the blind man here, we were riding in the bus with the, the school kids one day and yep. I, I snuck in an iPod, right. To that. Oh, trip. Yeah. Of course. You and, did. uh, the, the guy that I was paired with the kid, uh, he looks at me and he, he saw that I had it. He's like, Hey, can you show me music from Texas? I was like, you sure? He, he yeah yeah you show me texas music all right buddy you bet so i whipped out my ipod gave him the earbuds i turned on some george Strait for him in the middle of tanzania and that boy was rocking heck yeah man he was living heck it up yeah. loving that <laughs> loving yeah. that 
Oh, good stuff. man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, that's good stuff. But, ah, <laughs> uh, dude, like, uh, I mean, dude, that, like that, I mean, that, I mean, so many memories from, from that trip, um, really stick out to me. Like, um, you remember that, uh, the, the other village that we, that we went to, um, before we actually, you know, started, you know, started climbing and all that, um, mm-hmm. like, you know, those, those kids putting on like the traditional, like Maasai yes. you know, warrior oh, dances, like, amazing. <laughs> Tell, you know, tell, tell, you know, tell people what that experience was like and watching, watching those, um, watching those kids do what they're doing. So, like. you know, the way you put that question, let me just preface that I'm, I'm still visually impaired, so I could only see so much. And I was really, sure. I was really listening to that more than anything. Yep. The, the songs that they would sing and just the, the vocal range that they had was, it was amazing. It was utterly amazing. Um, and, and they were kids, they were all our age and younger. And they told us that, uh, well, the, the kid that I was paired with, you know, he would tell me that, oh, that that's so-and-so and, and she's, uh, from a Maasai tribe out here and she has to live here year round because her family is out in the, in the African wilderness, you know, on the Savannah or wherever. And I was like, that, that just, that blows, that blow my mind back then to know that these, these kids would come here and they live on their own. And it it was, it was culture shock to say the least. I mean, that was, yeah. that was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. I mean, even after going through Peru, it was just, it was so different, but it was so cool oh, to yeah. be immersed in, in, you know, how they live life. Yep. And they, and they welcomed us with open arms. They were fantastic people. And man, they, uh, they cooked us up some <clears throat> wicked feast that, oh my gosh, that was some, that was some amazing yeah, That was. Oh man. But then we finally get to the uh, we finally get to the climb and like, you know, I, I think we are all, you know, like Kilimanjaro. I mean, it, it, I would say the hiking itself was probably, you know, uh, you know, until day what, like five or six, you know, four or five or six. Like it was pretty it was pretty tame, at least compared to what we what was. we were doing in, in Peru. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, despite that, I mean, we're still cutting up laughing having having a good time and like we're just we're just climbing higher and higher and we, higher we were a group of kids that couldn't take anything seriously <laughs> it, we we really were you know come come to think of it um but like so t- to me like it's like you and i were kind of the you know like for lack of a better you know better term it was it was like you me i think it was you me and terry that really kind of spearheaded this this trip to um to africa uh, and we were the ones that you know begged and, and pleaded with 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 eric with eric alexander to we finally you know, broke take him. us and we we, we <laughs> broke we broke him <laughs> and then um and then dave and then dave sharon signed on to you know co you know co-sponsor this you know this trip with you know through global explorers and you know they did all the logistics and stuff um but like it had always kind of been you know our our plan to uh like we were like, man, we got to like, we're going to summit this mountain. We're going to summit this mountain together. Um, and, and it really like, like talk us through summit night, like what you remember of, of summit night, like, you know, starting at, you know, Kibo hut and, you know, going yeah, up to so, going up to Gilman's and all, all that. So talk, talk us through your memories of that. Summit night on Kilimanjaro. Uh, we woke up at, 11 o'clock midnight. I can't remember what exactly. I had a, had a quick breakfast, got all, got all bundled up and then met outside of the, uh, 
the little camp area that we were staying in kind of going through a rundown of, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be walking up. We're all going to be on a relatively equal footing because it's pitch black outside. Yep. Go figure. Um, <clears throat> and for me, my feeling was more a, a feeling of, man, this is going to sound so dumb. Uh, you remember the movie Armageddon with Owen Wilson in it? They're yep. about to blast off. You feel like you're 98% excited, 2% scared, or maybe it's the other way around and, and 2% excited and 98% scared, but that's what makes yep. it so intense, you know? Yep. And I hate to quote a movie to, to explain a feeling, but that's really what it felt like. I mean, I could feel yeah. a sense of panic in my gut, but also like, oh man, we're going to do it, you know? Yep. And, you know, I, I remember looking up and, and this is some of my kind of my special moments of being in that in-between of, of visually impaired, not, not fully sighted, not fully blind, and being able to just see some of the the more grandeur and, and beauty that is nature and being able to stand outside a camp and looking up and just seeing the the expanse of stars above me. You know, it's yep. one of those things that it's an image that's been burned into my head. And then to know that right after I look at that, we're going to start making our way up to the summit of Kilimanjaro, the highest mm -hmm. point in Africa. It, it's one of those feelings of, kind of euphoria of are, are we really doing this? is this for real somebody pinch me you know maybe pull, pull pull the cord out and wake me up from the matrix or something you know this 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 can't be real yep you know and so we start making our way up and summit night was by far the hardest night of hiking it was the hardest the hardest that I think any of us had ever experienced up until that point, just the, how steep it was, how loose it was. It was volcanic up there. And so every step you'd take, you'd, you'd sink in a little bit and it would knock, you know, loose gravel down the, down the mountainside. And uh, it was, it was on and on and on. And then I remember we, we weren't even talking that much because it was late. We were all tired. We were all getting worn out quickly and we were really mm -hmm. running off of adrenaline more than anything. And then I, I remember vividly hearing, it was Brad, and I think he was guiding you, and he was ahead of me. And uh, he, he just shouted and broke the silence. I see snow. <laughs> Finally, here we are on the snows of Kilimanjaro, yep. you know, making our way up. And sure enough, a few minutes later, I get there and would you look at that snow and for a kid from texas that's a rare oddity you know yep <laughs> here you are in the middle of africa and there's is the it snow. is it real i'm gonna touch it you know <laughs> and so we we kept on going and kept on going and finally we got up to a place called gilman's point which is it's right there on the edge of the crater if i remember correctly it's not the summit but it yep. is it is close yep it was a good rest spot. And by this time, it's still pitch black outside. And we had yep. been climbing for, what, six hours at the time? Something, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> Just working our way up, working our way up to the summit in, in pitch black. So we started from Gilman's Point. You, you work your way around up to the summit and you kind of follow the edge of the crater. And that is that is an interesting feeling to know. I mean, even, even for me, you look down on one side. And there's there's the rest of the mountain the whole way down you look on the other side and you think what the there's the rest of the mountain over there but it's really the the crater of the volcano and yep. now we we had a special way of describing that it was really kind of morbid if i remember correctly <laughs> where we would rate how how much it would hurt if we were to fall off the edge one way or the other yep. you know yep whenever whenever you're guiding a blind guy okay kyle you know we're, we're coming this way and uh you know, fill the edge with your right. And if you, if you go over that edge, you will be, I don't remember what we even called it. What did we call it? 
I think I think it was uh I, th- I think it was like there there was uh, like if you there was like mildly annoyed was kind of Mild, like the, yeah the, yeah it was like the least severe and then like the next step up was uh you know you, you would you would be uh it was like you know, severely would, ticked off <laughs> yeah it was like severely ticked off or severely pissed off and then yeah. you know and, the, and then the final stage was eh, if you fall you die <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so it was definitely like that for a while and uh yep we made it up to the summit uh and that was definitely a special feeling. I, I was guiding Terry Garrett at the time, and, and he was worn out. I was worn out, and we were both dragging. And I and I kept saying, "You come on, come on, man, follow me. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna put your hand on the sign as a sign of accomplishment. You know, it, it's yep. gonna be great, and you're gonna, you're gonna feel it." He's like, "All right, man, I trust you. I'm right behind you." He's like, "Come on, we're almost there. A few more steps. A few more steps." And I, I, I put my hand on the sign and I forgot to tell him to stop. And he, he makes contact with the sign, the summit sign up there at the top, Uruhu Peak, which means freedom in Swahili, by the way. Yep. And he, he met the sign quite intimately with his face on the wood. <laughs> <laughs> so all I hear is I'm, I'm in the middle of this special moment of touching it. And like, oh, I made it. And then whack. And you hear, you hear Terry. Oh, oh. <laughs> Hey, I forgot you back there. Sorry, man. <laughs> Found the sign. Here it is. <laughs> Here's your sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, special special uh, moment for sure. Very special. And of course, ruined by the events right after, but still great nonetheless. <laughs> ah, well, you know, you know. The best bathroom <laughs> joke of all time. Do you want me to tell that one or should you? you, you nah, man. All you, bro. All you go. So we we get everybody up to the summit. We take our pictures and, and everybody's happy. And then, uh, well, a bunch of us had to, had to pee, put it mildly. <laughs> yeah. So, well, half yeah. the group is blind, half the group isn't. So the, the people that aren't blind go over here and the people that are blind, well, Justin's going to lead them over here, take them to the edge of the crater. <laughs> where We all just peed into the volcano. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We can't good thing. Mountains. It's a dormant volcano or extinct. Is it extinct? <laughs> I don't know. It's extinct. Yeah, I think it's. But act extinct. like that, we probably could have woken it up and tempted fate. But <laughs> yeah, we 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 definitely could have. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but man, oh man, like the uh, the adventures don't stop there though. So they really we don't. Home. We we get home from Africa, and we decide to do some more dumb stuff. Well, we, we pulled the same crap, you know, that we did in, in, in Peru. We're like, let's, let's do something else. Let's do some more. And of course we tried to sucker Eric Alexander in, but he learned from this experience. Okay. If I, if I tell him, yes, they're going to string me along forever. So he, he finally told us no and and good for him. Yeah. Good for him. (laughs) (laughs) But we, we knew we weren't done and it, it still pains me to this day to say that we, we did not have a trip in 08. At least I don't think we did. If we did, I wasn't there. Brad, we spent Brad, that- Brad, Brad and I did a, did a small trip, but, but yeah, that's, um, that's right. Yep. And then you we, guys, we took, spent, and then you guys took a trip in 09, but, but we did. Go, go ahead. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, so ahead. we, we spent that year putting together and forming a uh, team sight unseen. Yep. That was, that was our attempt at, at, taking the reins of leading the way, everything that they had taught us and then forming our own group together and going on to, 
continue the the dream more or less you know our, yep. our whole goal our vision was to to really show that when eric weimeyer climbed mount everest as a blind man and went on to, to summit the seven summits it, it wasn't just a a random act this nope. this was this was for real that that blind people are just as capable of accomplishing some of the most difficult tasks on earth and that blindness isn't necessarily a factor and it you know it it's it is something that can be overcome when you put your mind to it. Yep. You know? Um, and so we went on from there. Uh, well, we, we took a few, you, like you said earlier, you and Brad did your own trip. And then uh, we got together um, me and a, a guy from school and Peter green and uh, Ben. Oh crap. It's been so long. since I talked to him. What was his last name? Meyer. My, ben Meyer. That's what I thought. Yep. 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 We got together and we, and we did Mount Adams and we did Mount Rainier and, you know, the, Mount Rainier was a special one to me just because my, for sure. as I said earlier, my, my family is from the whole Pacific Northwest area. You know, I, I had been on Mount Rainier when I was two, obviously I don't have any memory of that, but <laughs> there were pictures of it floating around in our house. And I thought, okay, that's cool. I should probably go back and finish that mountain at some point. And so yeah. I got, I got that opportunity to do it. I was the, the token blind kid for that trip, you know, and, and <laughs> And it, it was good. It was real good. It was a shame that you weren't able to make it. We definitely missed you, yep. but you caught the next one. <laughs> I did catch the next one. And that was, uh, that was a doozy of a trip. It was, it was, it, I, I still, I don't have mixed feelings about it, but it's definitely a, a sense of, uh, it's still not done even to this day. And nope. there there's, there's more to that story too. Um, so our, our next trip was Gannett Peak, the highest mountain in Wyoming. Um, yep. and, and go figure, man, it's, this is just a, a running theme. So we, we did Rainier. You know, my, my dad was born in Aberdeen, Washington, Rainier, Washington, whatever. Well, we go on to <laughs> Gannett Peak, uh, highest mountain in Wyoming. We'll go figure. My mom's from Casper, Wyoming. Yep. <laughs> and then later on, I ended up living there for four years when my wife was in the Air Force. We were stationed yep. in Cheyenne. So I've spent a lot yep. of time in Wyoming. Still yep. haven't gone back to finish this mountain yet. Yep. So Gannett Peak, that was a, that was a special one. It was a long and grueling hike. Very, very yes. long. Even just to get to the, the approach for the summit. Yep. You know, and it was, it was a vicious trail. And I think the biggest takeaway from Gannett Peak, at least for me, was that that was the first time that from a climbing standpoint, you would say that, that we failed. We fell short. We, at least yeah. for me and you, we, we did not summit. There were other people in the team that, that did, which was fantastic. Yep. But for me and you, we, we weren't able to summit, you know, right. for reasons. But yep. it was, so. I think the teaching but, but moment I, is I, that. I, 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 want, I, I actually kind of want to, like let, let's circle back to that though like like you know i mean i tell the story and I, I tell the story in the book so like if, if you've read the book you know the story but for those people that haven't read the book like tell tell us tell us the story from from your perspective like you know look you and I, you and i did not summit um we didn't and that was really hard on both of us <clears throat> but like Kind of walk us, walk us through why you and I didn't, you know, why you and I decided not to go onto the summit. What, what, like, kind of so the, the the circumstances that kind of led into that. The simple part of the story, I guess you could say, and, and this is the way that I remember it. So if you remember it differently, please 
chime sure. in. Um, we we had gotten a sponsorship earlier in that year, uh, and we used some of that money to get you some new mountaineering boots. Actually, yeah. if I remember right. Yep. Um, and your mountaineering boots had not been broken in all the way. Whatever. No. I'm, I'm not sure what no, exactly def, happened def, there, but definitely the, not the, as as well as they could have been. <laughs> yeah. The 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 point of the matter was that you you had gotten some nasty blisters on the heels you were you were definitely in pain and it was not good so we and i you you had had them from the previous day before we're trying to take care of them trying to you know triage them as best we could and then we we set out that following day to to kind of make our summit attempt and it was just it was ripping you to shreds and i could tell even the half blind guy that i am man you were you were fighting hard to keep going it was painful Yep. And then I think it got to the point where, where Peter, he saw it for what it was. And he's like, dude, this isn't good. Cause yeah. you, you got to stop, man. Cause your your personality is very much, you're going to run yourself into the ground before you call it for yourself. Yeah. If that makes sense, at least at the yeah. time, I mean, that was 10 years ago, you know? And so things haven't changed. <laughs> Yeah, go figure <laughs> man and so we we had a little team meeting right there and uh at, this is gonna sound bad but i think there was a little bit of animosity about the decision but from my perspective me and you had been doing this since 2006 everything that we had we had gone together we had finished yeah. together and I was very much of the opinion that, uh, you know, nobody gets left behind kind of thing. We were talking about, okay, if, if Kyle's got to go back to camp, who's going to go back with him? And I thought, well, if all for one, one for all, you know, that, yeah. that was my, that was my perspective. And I, I know some of our other teammates thought differently and, and it is what it is, you know, yep. I, I could not bring myself to really say, okay, I'm going to leave you here, you know, regardless of with who, cause I trusted every single one of our teammates, you know, I was just, yeah. It wouldn't be a, a complete, it, it would be a half accomplishment, I guess you could say, is the way that I looked at it. If I were yeah. to go on to continue to to summit Gannett and you weren't there, okay, yeah, we still got one blind guy out of two in the team up to the top. But but from my perspective, it would have been Kyle wasn't there. Yeah. You know? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I mean, it makes, yeah. I mean, it, it makes a ton of sense, you know, yeah. to me and, and- it, it would not have been good. And, I, and you know, this, we all know this, it would not have been good for you to continue pushing on. No. And, it, and it we were at the point where we, bad. we had to cross a nasty, horrific boulder field to get to where we were before we even got to the downhill section of the trail to head back down to the car to at, at a minimum, take some amount of that rubbing off of your, your shoes. Yeah. So it, yeah. It just, Yeah. Yeah, no. So all, all and, in all, I think all in all, I think hindsight's twenty twenty. I, I think the right calls were made even to this day. So I, I and I I agree. I mean, so so you and I, we basically, you know, you you piped up and and you said, guys, look, I'm like if if Kyle's not gonna be there with me, I I don't want to summit. <clears throat> and like and and dude, that like that that hit me hard because uh, in, in a in a good way because like i wanted like 
I wanted you to save go your on. tears. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I wanted you to go on to summit, like, but at the same time, it it, it showed that uh, I mean, dude, like you're like like we we were we were brothers in this and. So we, you know, we like, had a running motto through all of these trips through Peru and Kilimanjaro and, and Rainier. And at this point now, it, it's pretty cliche. But remember back in 05, 06, 07, like, oh, man, it, well, our motto was it's about the journey. It's the journey that matters, you know, and yep. it's the people yep. that you're with and where you're going with them and not. Yep. It's not the destination, you know, and all that. Yep. And, you know, it's cheesy and cliched now, but at the time. For sure. It really held true. Like we started this together. We're going to finish it together. And I don't care where we are. If we're not going to finish it together, there's no point. Yeah. No. And, and like, and we all kind of, we, we made this decision and you and I were like, you know what? Like we can tell all, all y'all want to go onto the summit. Y'all are all still super strong. Like go ahead, like make a dash, make a dash for the summit. Um, And you, you and I just kind of, we, we had a, we had a couple of foam ridge rests in our back. Yeah. Snuggled in between some boulders and, and snuggled in between some, some boulders. Put, yeah. You know, to shade us from yeah. the sun. And we just kind of, you know, put our, put our feet up and we just kind of chilled out there on, you know, like 11, 12,000 feet on, on this, you yeah. know, God for, on this God forsaken mountain. Made, made the best of a hard situation. Yeah. And uh, so our teammates, you know, make a quick dash, um, tag and bag the summit, come down after a yeah. few hours and which they did by the way. Yeah, no, they did. They, they crushed it. Um, yeah. they came down, scooped us up and then we made our, made our way, made our way down yeah. and slowly um, made our way back. That was, that was so, a hard so, descent. That was, that was a really hard descent, but, um, but yeah, man, that I, was, I was fried at the end of that day. That was, yeah, that was, rough. that was, that was a long, long day. And, and the thing, and the thing was like, we still like we got down to our we got down to camp and i think didn't we pack up camp like right then and we kept climbing down and then and then we still yep. had and then the very next yep. day we we still had a 12 plus hour day to yep. hike out to to get to the cars because like we needed to catch our flights because no, like, we were running, yeah, it, we were running yeah, out of was, time it was bad it was rough um i don't want to say so it was I, bad it, it it, it was, it was, it was difficult. It was hard. And there was a lot of good learning experiences from it. And I, yeah. and I think there are several, I guess, characteristics about myself now that I, I found while we were on Gannett Peak, you know, I, mm-hmm. I know what my limits are. I, I know kind of, I, it, it was uh, definitely a good self teacher, I guess you could say it, it taught me more about myself than some of the other trips that we had been on. For sure. No. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the really big takeaways from you know i mean one of the reasons i i I called the the you know one of the reasons i I named the chapter in the book success without a summit um was because yeah it we i think we all learned a lot um on that trip um it, it definitely it toughened me up um you know you know i mean like you know you you saw me you know, death marching my way through, through my first Ironman and Ironman Boulder. And, you know, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking back to, I was, dude, I was thinking back to Gannett Peak, um, you know, you know, when, you know, death marching through, you know, through those Boulder fields. And I was like, man, this Ironman is not as hard as Gannett Peak was for me. And like, really? and like, and like Gannett, Gannett Peak was, you know, 
like for me, that was, that was, that was a tough, that was a tough, tough mountain. Um, like I, you know, you know, and it was one of those things I felt that I had, I had let, you know, I had let you guys down and, you know, but, you know, at the same time, like you, but you got, but you guys, you guys rallied around me and, and made it like, especially you, bro. Like you were like, we're, we're in this together. And, and it, and it goes, it really goes to show that it's the people that, that we surround ourselves with and the, the people that, that we choose to, you know, become brothers and sisters and, you know, brothers and sisters with the, those are the people that really impact our lives. And yeah, shoot, man, shoot, man. Like, like I said, like we've seen each other like once in the last, you know, 10 plus years, you know, we've actually probably in, only in person, that, yeah. in person, like we've, we've probably only actually spent, you know, maybe a month total together in person over the last 17, 18 years. And, it and really been that long. It's crazy, yeah. man. Like, but, but like we, we have shared some amazing experiences and, and we, yeah. and we've gone on to, to, to learn a ton about ourselves. I mean, you know, you went on to marry a, a, a great, a great woman, um, who, who is, uh, you know, a zillion times, you know, better than you. I don't know how, I don't know what voodoo you, you did to, to land her. Um, but, it's the blind man magic. Yeah. So, something like that. Uh, I, 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 what I remember when you were, uh, when you were talking about proposing to her, um, well, back in like 2011, 2012, what, 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 you know, sometime around, the, you know, yeah. and, uh, and you guys were, um, you guys were both into, into rock climbing at the time. And, and you, you yeah, were, I, you were, you were, I you were gotten her, I had gotten her into that. Yeah, that was fun. So I, yeah. I proposed to her back in uh, November of 2011 and we, we had both been going to UNT at the time yep. in the same, the same major. Um, but UNT is where, I really got into to climbing. It wasn't, I mean, the, the Peru trip and the Kilimanjaro trip definitely springboarded it, but we, we had a gym at our rec center, right? A climbing gym, right? Yep. A really good one at that matter. Yeah. And I would, I would go there every day. I, I was known to skip classes every now and then <laughs> to go to the climbing gym instead yeah. and uh, priorities, right? Priorities, man. So Priorities. I, you know, I had, I had competed in a couple of uh, our red point riots is the competition that we had there. And uh, so when Caitlin and I started dating, I, I introduced her to the rock climbing wall there and, and taught her what I could about it and uh, yep. got her to compete that following year. And I, I gave her the itch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, and, and to this day, she's, she's quite adamant about every chance she gets, you know, even, you know, we have a local gym here. We go climb whenever we can and, that's awesome. Yeah, I got her into it. That's sure. awesome. But yeah, man. I mean, dude, you were throwing out all these crazy, wild uh, proposal ideas. You were like, you know, I'm gonna belay her, and I'm not gonna let her rappel down until she says. Until she yes. says yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one yeah, I ended man. up with, I'm I'm pretty happy with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, dude, like, I, dude, I, we had some long conversations uh, on the phone about about, yeah. about all that craziness, but so we we ended up. Uh, a proposal by the the lake here in, in town and uh nice my brother on the other side of the lake with a big telephoto camera while he was wearing a woodland ghillie suit 
in a public park might not have been the best thing in the world, but we had to do what we had to do to get the awesome pictures for him, you know? And Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. In case anybody's wondering, she said yes. <laughs> three kids and three kids later. Three kids later, she still said yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but, but man, like, oh, man, like, I, I feel like we're just a couple of old, like, washed up dirt bags now. Like, you know, we, like, like we talk, we're talking about our, our glory days. <laughs> Our, our glory days and <laughs> all that but like yeah you know I, i've had that idea come across before you know man yeah. were those the glory days were those the good old days and the reality is the way i i tell myself is the answer is no it, it's no. not over yet obviously no. uh i definitely had to take a, a back seat to it um i mentioned it earlier caitlin was in the air force for a while so we yep to the military for a little bit yep. and then uh three kids and we had to wait until they're out of diapers obviously before we can go climb and stuff like that and lately it's actually been this past year we've been taking them with us to the uh the climbing gym and uh to be honest that's something that i think you really inspired because it, at first me and her climbing it was all just about it's it's us it's us having fun it's almost like a date yep. night you know go to the climbing yeah. gym you know yeah. But and and you mentioned in your book where that's something that you guys did as a family, where everybody yeah. went to the climbing you, to the climbing gym to the climbing spots, and yeah. I'm trying to get my kids into it, trying to teach them. You know, my oldest she she'll go at it for a little bit, she'll go up five or six feet, and she starts getting a little timid, and then yeah. she'll just like let go and throw herself off, and she'd rather just swing on a top rope than climb the you know climb the thing. <laughs> But my, my son, on the other hand, he'll just, he'll beeline for the top. You know, he's too short to follow any routes or anything, but he'll get there, make it to the top, like nothing, no fear. So we, we made him a deal. You know, if if you climb all the way to the top of the gym, it's 25, 30 foot wall. It's not super huge, but when you're you're six, seven, eight, it's scary. Yeah. (laughs) So we we told him, cause we, we go to REI a lot. We said, okay, if if you guys make it to the top of the, the wall here at the gym at Dino Rock, we'll you'll get your very own special chalk bag. Oh. So that, that was their incentive. And of course my oldest, she, she's, she's pretty artsy. Right. And so she wanted yeah. the, the, the fluffy, you know, cousin it looking chalk uh-huh. bags, you know, and I'm totally. just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Oh man. I, I love that, man. I, I love, I love hearing that. Yeah. Your, it's a lifestyle. Fan. It, it it really is man it's it's a lifestyle i i love it um and and i think i think you're right man like yeah we 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 joke about you know uh, our our glory days and all that but but i i think um i, I think our biggest adventures are, are are still yet to come um we're a little older maybe you know supposedly a little wiser you know, Speak don't know about yourself. that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think, um, you know, I mean, honestly, dude, like doing, doing this, uh, you know, doing this podcast and stuff. It's, you know, it, it, you know, it, it really has been great for me, um, you know, to reconnect with, you know, people that that, that have, you know, like, like you you know, you helped, you know, you, you really helped me keep, you know, keep an eye on, on my vision and, you know, driving toward, you know, what I want to accomplish in, in life. And, you know, it, you know, I, I did, I never expected that I, I would be pursuing triathlon, um, 
as passionately as I, as I had once pursued, you know, rock climbing and mountaineering, but my heart, yeah. my heart, is, my heart is still in the mountains. Um, you know, <laughs> this, this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I've been based in Colorado for, you know, for, for a while now. And, you know, it's, um, you know, I, I've been, I've been getting the itch. Um, you know, we, we gotta get the, we gotta get the gang back together. We gotta do a, we gotta do us a, do us a little trip, bro. Ain't that for years, man. Let's do it. Let's do it, broski. But anyhow, <laughs> Justin, man, it has, oh man, I, I, I know you got like, you know, husband and, you know, husband duties and, you know, gotta take care of the kids and all that. So, um, I, I could keep you here all, all night, bro. Uh, but we'll, we'll definitely have to do this. Dude, they went to Chick-fil-A, man. I, I skipped Chick-fil-A for, for you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would have skipped Chick-fil-A for you, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it shows you where you rank, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, bro. Oh man, this 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 conversation and reminiscing with you is is always way better than a Chick-fil-A sandwich, man. Way better. <laughs> anyway, man. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. And um, you know, you're not like super active on you know social media or anything like that, are you? I mean, you know, can people social follow media? you? On- What's that? <laughs> there you go. What is there's that? your answer. There's your there's your answer, folks. He he don't he don't really post anything on the Te- on the text gram. Text don't know or, much. Yeah, text don't know much. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, man, we got we got we got we got to whip your book out at some point, man. We got we got to whip your book out. So we have a yearbook. <laughs> no, nah, man. No, you. We you got, serious? We got to, what? <laughs> no nah, man we we gotta we gotta we gotta put together you gotta write a book you gotta write your book we gotta we gotta oh, insta- instead of okay. instead of uh instead i misheard of, you yeah you must have <laughs> <laughs> we got we, you know instead of you being the comic relief in my books um you got nah, that's gotta, what i'm good at i'll stick to what i'm good at <laughs> <laughs> well i think everyone is gonna really enjoy um enjoy this this conversation and tell you and, what man what all we that, need to so. do is we we need to have brad on here next time and have a have the three of us just go at it <laughs> never ending oh man that that might be like a five-hour episode <laughs> yeah. kicking it with the k train special something like that <laughs> bonus episode bonus there you go there you go anywho anywho <laughs> all right you guys um you know him you love him you've uh you've you, you've read about him if you've if you've read the book um and i'm uh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> you finally got to to meet him in person or at least over uh over the airwaves um my my, my good buddy my brother uh justin grant um uh, thanks so much man really really appreciate it and uh yeah thanks we'll for ca- having me man anytime man we'll we'll catch up soon all right all right All right. And that brings us to another end of kicking it with the K train. Thanks so much, Justin, uh, for coming on the show, man. It was uh, great catching up with you, man. Um, I think my cheeks and stomach are still hurting from, uh, (laughs) <laughs> from some of the laughs uh, that we shared, especially uh, after we signed off the uh, off the show, 
but hey, uh, guys, if you are uh, interested in learning a little bit more about me, following my journey, uh, please give me a follow on uh, all the social media platforms. You can find me on Instagram at ironkyle. That's E-Y-E-R-O-N-K-Y-L-E. And then you can find me on Facebook at Kyle Coon Speaks and on Twitter at Kyle underscore Coon. Uh, like I said, please give me a follow. Um, also, be sure to check out my website, kylecoon.com, um, and that's where you can pick up a copy of my book, Discovering a Life Without Limits, How Cancer Took My Sight, Blindness Gave Me Vision, and The Mountains Let Me Live. Um, that book is also available on you know Amazon, Kindle, and Audible. Uh, you heard Justin and I discussing a, a few of the stories uh, in that book in today's episode. So if you uh, if you do like the show, please uh, you know leave us a review, rate us, all that. Um, and hey, look, never hesitate to reach out via social media. Love hearing from everybody. And uh, just as always, thank you so much for all the support. And as always, keep an eye on your vision. <laughs>